Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the rulers of Judah, for out you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Praise God for that. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back, bring a word back to me and then I will come and worship him also. Then when he heard the king, when, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream, they should not return to King Herod. They departed their own country another way. Mm. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, all that you're, you're doing in this church. And I speak to every home, speak life, fresh wind in every home. Yes, we have a Savior. <laughs> we have a Savior that we can depend on. We have a Savior that we can worship. We don't have to worship the country. We don't have to worship the, uh, the government. We can worship. We have a Savior that we can depend on who never changes, who never changes and sits on the throne and watches over us, watches over his word and is ready to perform it. Thank you for a Savior. Thank you for being our king. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for me to minister your word today. What a great honor it is to be in front of your beautiful people and to minister your word. Ah, you choose a guy like me. I thank you. I'm thankful for it, Lord God. So use me in a mighty way today, Lord God. I got this word that's burning in my spirit, God. So think with my mind to speak through my vocal cords. 
Come on, we don't want regular church. Yeah, we want to see the evidence of God's presence in this place, in this moment. Right now, we're ready to receive it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somebody give him some praise. Yes. Come on, you may be seated. Or you can continue to stand. So I want to speak to you today on the subject, a lifestyle that's worship to God. A lifestyle that's worship to God. So as I was saying, I've um, been really praying uh, for the church, seeking God um, um, direction. And I am committed and making sure that this church, this church is biblically literate and theological sound. And love Jesus. And love Jesus. Wise men. The worship of the wise men. I mean, it's, 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 it's important for us to hear this message or follow what they did. I mean, they were awesome. The wise men answered the call of worship. They answered the call of worship. Now, we don't really know where they came from, right? You hear preachers saying they came from here, they came from there. I mean, some say they were, they were uh, Gentiles. You know, they, they weren't uh, Jewish people. We don't, we don't really know. We don't really know. It's interesting um, about the wise men. But it's okay. I think it's great that we don't know much about them. Because we can only go by their actions, their actions, how how they follow the prophetic word of God. And that's what we're on this journey to to follow a prophetic word, the word of God. The word of God is prophetic. So what they so what they modeled how to follow the prophetic word. Is anyone going with me on this journey this morning? So we only could go by their actions, right? We know that they, they loved God because they obeyed him. Now, we don't know if God directly communicated to them to go find Jesus. We don't, we, we don't really know if they did. But we, we, now, let's be honest for a second. We know God, right? Sometimes he gives us instructions, and the instructions are very clear, but most times the instructions he gives us is really foggy, <laughs> right? I mean, like he, like he told Moses, I mean, not Moses, he told Abraham to just go to a, a land that I, I would tell you. That's a little foggy. That's a little foggy, right? But he told Jonah, but he gave Jonah like clear instructions. He told, he told Jonah, he says, get up and go to Nineveh. So he told Jonah, he says, get up, go to and cry out. Get up, go to, and cry out. Those are like clear instructions. He told them what to do, where to go, and what to say. So you would think that's like, praise God. Like, I would, I mean, if God told me that, it was like, oh my God, I will follow that. You would think Jonah will follow something like that. God gave him clear instructions. Jonah was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. No, 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 no. See, he held on what, uh, what he knew and seen. 
See, God, so he knew that the word that the Lord gave him to, to share, to cry out uh, to the Assyrians, that it will offend them. And they were crazy. They, he knew that he, if he shared that with them, that they would kill him. They were like ruthless people. So he was like, oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share. So that's probably a reason why God give us um, a foggy instructions, right? Because if we knew it all, we, we, we knew uh, everything he told us, we would probably say, oh, 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 oh God, no, not me. You, you really want me to do that? So most, most of the time, God would tell us to go to a land that I will show you. Just like, like just, just go. Because a lot of times we hold on to what we know and what we see. We hold on to what we know, what we see. So this is a prophetic uh, a word for someone today. God is telling someone today to get up, go to, and cry out. Get up. Go to and cry out. Amen. He's saying, get up. Come on. You've been down too long. You have purpose. I want you to get up and serve me. You have purpose. You have a call in your life and it's good. Get up. I don't care what the word the world says. I am telling you to get up. You have purpose. I have not given you the spirit of fear. Get up. Get up. And he's telling someone to go to, go to, go out in faith. Something that God's called someone to do here. Amen. So he, he's calling someone to start a business. And you're saying that, oh, no, I can't start a business during the pandemic. But he said it. Yeah. He said it. Go to, go to. Someone's telling, God's telling someone to go in the marketplace, to be an influencer. Go in the marketplace. Amen. Go to get a new career. Go back to school. He's telling someone to go to, go to and cry out. You have a word in you. He's giving you a word. He wants you to share. Cry out. Don't be afraid to, to speak the word over someone at your job and your family members. You think that won't receive it. He's saying cry out. Tell them about me. Tell them about me. God is telling someone to he's telling someone to get up, go to and cry out. Look to your neighbor and tell him to get up. Go to and cry out. Tell them again. Yell at them. Get up. Go to and cry out. I ain't playing with you. Get up. It was a prophetic word for someone. So the wise men lived a lifestyle of worship. That's powerful. So that's not like, it's not like they went to church on Sundays and they sang the song and that was it. Right? If that's all we rely on, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. Especially for those that can't sing. It's, it's pretty bad. If we just rely on that, we are in trouble. Because I hear you. I hear you out there. Right? Some of you sing louder than the worship team. Right? They're louder than the worship team. No, I know what you're saying. Pastor, God says to just, uh, 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 the joy, what is the sound of the joy? No, joy. Yeah, make a joyful noise. The key word is joyful. <laughs> the key word is joyful. Right? So I, I'm going to give you some advice. What helps me? Right? I, so let me, my, let me be, do what I do. Can you do what I do? I sing solos. I do. I sing solos. So low that no one can hear me. 
Uh, so low that no one can hear me, right? So if you, so next week when you come to church and worship and you hear someone that's singing louder than the worship team, just say, thank you for your solo. 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 Amen? Thank you for your solo. Oh, some, some people are looking at me like, come on, I want to sing. But no, we're not, so we're not talking about just work singing, right? We're talking about a lifestyle that's worship to God. You hear those words? A lifestyle that's worship to God. So that means God is looking at us and he's loving the worship that he sees. And I truly believe a lifestyle of, of worship is we keep going in spite of anything that's going on around us. We just keep going. We just keep moving forward. That's worship to God. It's saying that we truly believe him. We truly trust him, even when we don't know how to. But we're just saying, I'm committed to you, God. I'm going to keep going no matter what. I believe that is life. That is worship to God. Is anyone going with me? It's worship to God. So. So the wise men, so what I noticed about the wise men, I think uh, was really interesting. They actually, and I know it was pleasing to God, they actually put their faith before fear. They put their faith before fear. See, faith is the greatest weapon against fear. Well, I say it again. Faith is the greatest weapon against fear. I mean, think about what, what they went through. They came all the way. They traveled so far. We don't know the accurate time that it took them to, to get there. Some say it's two years and others say different. But whatever, whatever the case is, it was a long trip, right? So they came all the way to see Jesus. As I mentioned last week, they came to Jerusalem, and he was not there. Then they had to meet with King Herod. So, and he was after the same thing for the wrong reasons. You have to understand about our lives right now. When we are in pursuit of God, when God calls us to do something, the enemy is after the same thing, but for the wrong reasons. But for the wrong reasons. So God wants us to fulfill his kingdom, and you know Satan's trying to get us to fulfill his. Right? So, I mean, so think about what uh, the wise men been through. I mean, they, they went there, they... They, they didn't, originally they didn't see Jesus and they ran into King Herod. I mean, they, they could have said that, whoa, this was a bad idea. This was stupid, right? This, I didn't expect it to be this hard. Are you kidding? I didn't know that this journey was going to be this hard. Oh, man, let's pack it up and go back. They could have taken the easier route. They could have taken an easier route. That's just like the Israelites, right? In, in um, Exodus 6, 16, right? They wanted to take the easier route back, right? So they were in the, the they refused to move forward in the wilderness. They wanted to, they wanted to turn back. They refused to move forward. See, what they had was Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> so Stockholm syndrome is when the uh, um, hostages starts to d develop a common bond with the captors, with their captors. 
Right. So it's, it's, it's like so they they start to develop a, a common bond with, with them. It's like they start agreeing with their captors. Like, I, I know why you did what you did. Right. So that's what the Israelites started to do. They were like they was telling Moses, we'd rather go back to Egypt. This is too hard. This is too hard. They'd rather go back to Egypt. So they were captivated. They were still captivated by Pharaoh. Right. Do you know that it's impossible to imprison a prisoner? Paul said it. Paul says, I am a prisoner of Christ. I am a prisoner of Christ. So that that means he was already captivated by Jesus. So so that means he cannot get into bondage by, by, from the enemy. Amen. I'm already captivated by Jesus. I'm already Jesus. I'm a prisoner of Christ. See, when you are a prisoner of Christ, you can walk like David. You can say, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I am captivated. I am a prisoner of Christ. See, I, I, I'm a prisoner of Christ. Christ makes sense to me. Amen. I'm already I already been captivated by Christ. I am his prisoner. I can't do anything else. Nothing else makes sense to me. I just want to keep serving Jesus. I know it gets tough sometimes. It gets hard. Right. And I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's going on. Right. All I see is chaos around me at times. But all I know, I am a prisoner of Christ and I cannot do anything else. I cannot do anything else but serve him. Oh, man. Man, I thought, I mean, when I was just that minister to me, I thought that was like people would just stand up, shout, hallelujah, I'm a prisoner of Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I want to accomplish today is I want to teach us how to put our faith before fear. Can I do that? So how do we put our faith before fear? So one way we can do that is build a wall of faith around us. Build a wall of faith around us. I know what you're saying. Well, walls are not good because it keeps people out. Right. Especially if someone has been hurt in the past, had bad relationships, we put up walls so high and so thick, God can't even penetrate them. So I'm not talking about the walls we put around our hearts. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual wall. I'm talking about a spiritual wall, a, a, a spiritual wall that protects your faith, stirs your faith and keeps you moving forward. Protects your faith, stirs your faith and keeps you moving forward. Amen. Amen. So God told Nehemiah in the book of Nehemiah to build the wall. Uh, The wall was designed to protect the Jewish people from their enemies. And it also minimized their interaction with the enemy and the people around them. See how the wall was designed inside the wall. There was one gate. And only one, so one gate was only one way in and one way out. So anytime you you have to exit the same gate and um, enter the the same gate, 
right? And then the, the gate was locked as needed so that way the, the Jewish people can celebrate the Sabbath without distractions or temptation. From him, not from social media. Get a word directly from him and not the news. Get a word directly from him and not our neighbor. Get a word, get a word from him and not our family. God wants to speak to us. Speak to us. Because if God gives you a word directly from him, that word will move you forward. So we build, build a, a wall of faith around us. Make sense? See, the wall of faith is designed to protect our faith. Protect our faith. We have to protect our faith. Do you know that the, the enemy is after your faith? See, listen, so the wall, has, the wall has door in it. So we have a door in there. And so we need to shut the door from the enemy. We need to keep the door shut from the enemy because he's, he's trying to get in. So, you, so as the Lord is trying to perfect our faith, Satan is trying to, uh, to kill it, to destroy it. So God is trying to perfect it. The enemy is trying to destroy it. Makes sense? So we have, to, we have to protect our faith from the enemy. I mean, that's why the, the Bible calls Satan a prowler, right? He's looking, he's looking around, searching, right, for someone who he can devour. So he's looking to destroy. I mean, that's his, 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 his motive, right? It's, it's kill, steal, and destroy. That's it. Like, he don't love you. He really don't. He just loves to destroy you. <laughs> right? he don't, he don't love, so he's looking, he's looking to, to destroy us. And, and how, he, how he do it, he does it in a subtle way. I mean, I, I know sometimes we go through like big things, right? And we, we say that the enemy is attacking us. And I'm not suggesting that he, he doesn't attack us in a big way. But it's really in a subtle way. Yeah. It's in a subtle way. You know, especially when we have unmet expectations. So have you ever asked God for something repeatedly and you heard the answer no or nothing at all? See, so as, as the silence grow, so does the disappointment in your heart, right? And so that's how the, that's what the, that's how the enemy uses that, right? So when, when we start we start doubting if God is who He say He really is, so you soon become offended by the seeming lack of His involvement. Oh, the enemy uses he also uses isolation. Oh, he uses, I, when people uh, are isolated, he uses that, he messes with our mind. Yeah. See, without healthy community, our hearts are more vulnerable to the lies yeah. of the enemy. Yeah. Right? So, because we, he knows that many people struggle to hear, uh, to hear a word from God, to hear their own word from God. Right? So God, God uses healthy community to speak truth and encourage to our weary hearts, dispelling the lies of the enemy. We okay? Y'all yeah. right? Y'all full? <laughs> we okay? Need some more sips of coffee? Anybody loving Jesus in here? <laughs> Come on, you with me? So the enemy <laughs> chips away at the foundation of our faith, uh, our trust in God, and he uses like iso isolation, right? So, the, so, we, so we actually 
So first of all, so God uses people, right, to, to help us. So because uh, people are, are good mirrors. Uh, they help us to see areas we need that we need to be that needs to be sharpened and give us tools to grow our faith. Amen. Amen? So this this wall is important to have the right people in your life. It's important to have the right people in your life. You know, so for me, I like to have people in my life who who adds to it, not subtract. That's very important. Like we have some family members, we we love them, we we will celebrate them, we will be with them, but some of them we can't have around our wall of faith, right? Because because some people can be really draining, uh-huh. right? Right? Because it takes away our just our our, our 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 attention from what our, our main purpose is, right? Right, we, we start taking on those attachments. My wife talks about it a lot. We take on those, those attachments, and it's hard for us to be the person that God called us to be because we're taking on other people's stuff all the time, and we, get, we start getting weary, and, think, uh, you know, and it's hard to, to serve God because we always have people in, uh, on our minds and having to do this, having to do that. God's saying that, no, 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 no. I want you to surround yourself with people that add to your life yeah. and not subtract. Add to your life and not subtract. So, so if I am discouraged, the last person I want to talk to is another discouraged person. I mean, think about it. How do you think that conversation is going to go? Hey, how you doing? Terrible. How you doing? Terrible. Everything going to be all right? No, everything ain't going to be all right. Oh, I know. I know everything's going to be all right. We're never going to get out of this, right? We're all going to be sick. We're going to keep being sick. Everybody's going to catch COVID. we all just going to die. We're just going to die. Oh, my gosh, it's depressing. I'll call somebody else. Right? So the last person you want to talk to, if you are discouraged, is another discouraged person. I want people in my life who's going to fuel me, right? See, I want people in my life who trust God in all seasons, who worship him in spirit and in truth. People that have wisdom and point me to Christ and not to themselves. It's important you have people in your life that that know the scriptures and trust God in in all seasons, and, and, and they will always point you to the truth and not to themselves. Right? I think this is pretty good. I mean, hopefully this is going to help us. We need to build a wall of faith. It's important to have the right people in your life, mentors, or people that, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? You can help them, and they, they help you. It's a, it's, a, it's a give and take type of relationship. That's right. It's important that you marry to the right person. Yeah, you marry to the right person. Amen? Praise the Lord. No matter what season, no matter what goes on in, in stuff, Right? You're married to the right person. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with her today. Amen. She's safe. I'm not going to mess with her today. <laughs> no matter if she steals your chips or not, right? It's just a, you still love her no matter what. It's important that you have the right people in your life. People can be draining, man. Right? Yeah, God will call you to minister to certain people, but he will call you. He will call you. He will call you. He will give you something to cry out. (laughs) Right? It's important to have the right people. So this wall of faith protects your faith. Then it also stirs your faith. And Paul talked to Timothy in 
2 Timothy 1, uh, starting in verse 6. He says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the power um, in love of a sound mind. So he was reminding Timothy what was in him. All the gifts that was in him. He was saying that let those gifts lead you. Lead from those gifts. Amen. So we have to surround ourselves with uh, with things that's going to stir our faith. Like using your gift is a great thing to do. Right. That's why church is wonderful. You get to come here and use your gifts. Some people have been sitting on their gifts for so long. God wants he's saying to you, I want you to use the gift that's inside of you. It's something about abusing your gift. It starts to stir your faith. I've seen it. I've seen it in this church. When people start to operate in their giftings, I see the countenance change in them, the excitement. Right. They don't know what's going on all the time, but they know that they, they, they're being used by God and their countenance starts to change. God created us. He put something inside of us. He wants us to use our gifts. It stirs our faith. Are you with me? Amen. Hey, an, an, another way to, to stir your faith. This is important. Your faith must be framed by the word of God. You can say your faith or your world must be framed. By the word of God. In Hebrews uh, 11, 3 says, by faith, we understand that worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. <laughs> so our so our faith must be framed by the word of God so we can always go by what we see. Amen. <laughs> We can't always go by what we see. Right. So God doesn't want our world to be framed by our words, but by the word of God. (laughs) He doesn't want our world to be framed by how we feel. He wanted to be framed by the word of God. Are you with me this morning? Amen. He doesn't want our response to be framed by how we feel based on circumstances. He wanted to be framed by the word of God of God. So when you build that wall of faith, you make sure that your wall of faith, your your faith is framed by the word of God. See, do you know God is not as concerned about what's going on, or I should say, let me say it like this. God is more concerned about what's going on in you than, than what's going on around you. Not that he's not concerned with COVID. <laughs> not that he's not concerned about other issues we may be having. See, he would take what's going on around us, right, to use to grow us, and what, use to grow what he's doing in us. Yeah. You can kind of catch on with that. You kind of put that together, help me out, right? <laughs> right, he would use what's going on around us to, to grow us to grow what he's doing in us. Yeah. Right? I got it. That's right. I, go, I know English. I just learned yesterday. <laughs> right? So it's awesome. So we build that wall of faith around us. Can I give you a demonstration? Can I show you a, a, a visual um, um, 
way of, of looking at a wall of faith. And my, my um, helpers. Got some helpers. Got some help today. Got some help. Come on, Esther. So you're over, you're over there? I can do that. Yeah. Your, your eyes come down a little bit. Okay, well, not too far. We're good. Okay, so you're, you're standing over here. Okay. So, everyone, this is Chelsea. Say hi, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. All right. So you're going to be, you're walking the path, all right? And so, um, so, this, so Chelsea is walking, is attempting to walk her faith out. Right. Um, she has a great call in her life. She's pursuing to pursuing that prophetic word in her life. God is doing amazing things in her, her life. You know, um, she is going to help, you know, um, um, broken women. Um, she is going to help uh, children in, in her future. So she's trying to walk out her faith, that prophetic word in her in her life. Right. So what she what she has now, this is her wall of faith. So she have people here who trust God in all seasons, who worship him in spirit and truth. And they point her to Jesus and not to themselves. Amen. So this is her wall of faith. Some of them are men mentors. Some of them that are friends where they, they sharpen each other. And the, right. And there's Satan prowling, waiting to prowl. Right. And and I am I am black Jesus. OK, so now remember, so Jesus is, is trying to perfect our faith. Satan is trying to destroy it. So here's Chelsea. She starts to walk on her journey, and all of a sudden, here comes Satan. Well, don't turn back, Chelsea. Don't turn back. Ch fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Just keep going. Keep going. The world tells you to give up. Jesus is telling you to keep moving. I'm telling you to move forward. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, like, what, what? They, know, they know what you did before. They're not going to keep, keep your focus on here. Keep, don't, go see, don't go back. Don't go back. Go, don't go back, Chelsea. Keep moving forward. Keep, I'm a perfecter of your faith. I'm the perfecter of your faith. I'm the perfecter of your faith. Keep going. You hey, can Chelsea. do all things through Christ who strengthens hey, you. Hey, you don't Come got on. the resources to do you it. Do Just stay back where it's safe. Christ who stay where it's safe. Keep coming. Okay? Keep coming. Stay. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. It's power in moving forward. It's power in moving forward. The greatest weapon against worry is moving forward. Chelsea, you're going to lose your life. Keep you are gonna, I, don't come turn on back. back. Don't turn come back. back. Don't Enjoy turn your back. Life. Chelsea, don't turn back. No, live Keep for you. Forward. Don't Keep live for them. Forward. Live for Keep you. I am the perfecter of your faith. I am the perfecter of your faith. I am the perfecter. That's, that's the lie of the enemy. Keep moving forward. I love you. I died for you. Keep coming. Keep coming. In your praise time. the Lord. Come on, give him some praise. Thank you, thank you. Give it up for Satan. No, no. So just a little demonstration of, of what the wall of faith can look like. I mean, you need people in your life that point you to Jesus, that knows the word and trust him in all Seasons, trust them in all seasons. I would not be here right now if it weren't for the people in my life that always point me 
pointed me to Jesus. And they believed in what God put inside of me. They called it out. They pulled it out. I won't, I won't stop doing that for others. I'm not going to stop. Doing, you may not like it. It's okay. I risk that. All I know is when God shows me something in you, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it out because he's calling you to cry out. It's a word to cry out that was going to change your family. It's going to change your, your employees. It's going, he's saying that cry out. Speak the word that I'm giving you. I'm going to call it out. I am going to call it out. I can't do anything else. Amen. So I'm going I'm to I'm wrap it up in this. The wise men faith was framed by the word of God. See, they understood who Jesus was when they met him. I mean, they must have read the book of Isaiah because one of the gifts that they gave him was Mark. Right? So it points to the suffering and death of Jesus for the sins of this world. So when they when they came to Jesus, they already knew that he was the Savior. So they celebrate, they celebrated his birth, but they was worshiping, worshiping him as their Savior who's going to give their life for us. That's what they were worshiping. So they must have just, I don't know, maybe the worship went like this. Get up go to and cry out because they knew that Jesus would get up from the grave. He will go to hell and defeat the enemy and he will cry out and say, it is finished. So they must have been worshiping Jesus. They must have said, get up, go to and cry out. Get up and go to and cry out, Jesus. Get up and go to and cry out. Come on, somebody, give him some praise. Yeah. Amen. That's true worship. It was a prophetic journey. They were on a prophetic journey. They knew who Jesus was before they met him. That belief in the word of God. They believed it and they followed it. That's my encouragement to you today. These rough times that we're going through right now is we need to shut out the world. Read the word of God. Listen to how's it speaking to you? Right? And ask the Lord to speak to your situation as well. Maybe he will speak to you directly. I don't know. Maybe he'll speak to your spirit. Maybe he will speak to the people you have in your life that will point you to Jesus. They'll point you to the word because they trust them in all seasons. That means they've been through some things. Man, that wall of faith. You're not the only one discouraged. You're not the only, we're not the only ones that's going through things. But we can be the ones that cry out and say, God is good. God is good. He said to us, get up, go to, and cry out. That's what Jesus did. Get up, go to, 
and cry out. Come on, give him some praise.